welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my program who are executive producers Candice Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Who Do Cleansing Protection Magic, binaural production engineer Damian Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host, Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. If you are interested in contributing to this podcast, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find everything you need there. And now, without further ado, ado, our guest for today is Robert Lindsay Milne, who is now officially a comrade podcaster the man behind the crystal ball (laughs) that's That's great but it's true my side of the crystal ball is is my new podcast you know um if somebody would have told me this even in in march or april that i'd be doing a podcast i would say no it's not gonna be um and and because i had decided that i wasn't gonna do one consciously decided and I, I guess I didn't um, uh, keep my word because because I have one now anyway it's uh, my side of the crystal ball and it's talking about um, um, what I know about and talking to other people about what they know and that's been really exciting talking to all the people um, learning how differently they do what they do and, and, and comparing it to how I do it, it's just been um, really, really, really fascinating and exciting. So I'm having fun with it. That's awesome. So what is it like on your side of the crystal ball? Depending upon the day. Like, like if you would have been talking to me like about 9 <laughs> o'clock this morning, um, it would have been looking fiery. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 um, y- y- you know um, if I would have had a whole lot of crystal balls, I would have been firing some at people. But but as as the day wore on, um, and 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 as I became more and more focused and and more and more in tune, um, and y- you know when I have off times, and I do, and and when when I have off times. Um, one of the things that 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 I do is I is I tell myself no no matter what this will end, and then the other thing that I do is I then say to myself you know Robert you're a manifester, so and I often describe people as manifestors. So a manifester is somebody that can send their energy out. Another way to say it: think about something send their energy out and it come back and they have what they want or they get what they want. That That's being a manifester. So a healer is a manifester. So you manifest energy or you manipulate energy. So when I find myself in, in a really stressful time, when, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or angry and, and, and I can be that and have been that, a couple hours ago so so i've i've been that oh incidentally being angry there's nothing wrong with being angry it's what you do with it could be the issue anyway so so um when when i'm i get like shut that, up 
I recognize to say, Robert, what are you thinking about? Like, 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 what are you putting your thoughts into? And what happens is I say, hey, wait a minute, I'm thinking about being angry. I'm focusing on my anger. I'm sending my angry energy out into the world. That's what I'm doing. And you see, as we become more aware, as we become more enlightened, now listen, I'm not saying like I'm a walk on water kind of enlightened guy. Um, I'm, I'm becoming more enlightened. It's a lifelong journey. So I'm not saying I'm on an enlightened one. Um, enlightened just simply means to shine light. So, so however you want to say it, I, I, am, I have been growing. The higher up you go, or, or, or the broader you grow, grow um, the more accountable you are. So the more aware you become, or the, the, the more um, evolved you become, the more accountable for, for your actions, all of your actions. So when you get more evolved, so that's why somebody who is known as, you know, Mr. Honesty their whole life and tell one lie and everybody attacks them as if they got caught um, being a, um, a pathological liar, you know, or, or, or somebody that's never stolen anything ever before and accidentally picks up a chocolate bar and puts it in their pocket and gets charged with theft. And, and, and the weight of that energy comes down upon them. So the, the um, more evolved you are, the higher up the chain you go, or the ladder, man, chain like that, higher up the levels you go, um, the more accountable you are. And the faster you get what you put out. So when, when you start focusing on the more positive, you get it faster too. But when you focus on negative, you get it faster as well. So, so what I say to myself is, you know, what are you thinking about, man? Like, you know, and it's usually that I'm thinking about like things that piss me off or things that I don't like or that I hate or, and I can find lots of those. And, 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 and I can stay like that for days on the inside. Um, and they'll say, right, what are you doing? And then all I do is just shift my, my thinking just a few degrees. And in a short amount of time, because um, as being someone who is in the process of evolving, um, I am accountable both ways. So I was sending out negative energy. And as soon as I switched it, the positive energy started coming back equally as fast. And being positive is a conscious choice, just as being happy is a conscious choice, and just like being a miserable son of a bitch mm -hmm. is also a conscious choice. Just, just saying, by the way. And I can right. talk about that if you want. <laughs> you know, I, either one if you want. You, you know, if you, if, you, <laughs> sure. if, if you want enlightenment, I know the perfect book is called is Enlightenment it? Guaranteed. The only okay. book on Zen you'll ever need. Okay. Written by Gary Cacciolillo. Oh, there. What, what, is that on the market yet? It's been on the market since 2015. Wow. Okay. It'll change That's your great. life. I bet. Okay. So, so how do, so how would 
get one of those books? Hmm? How would somebody get one of those books? Oh, just go on to Amazon and look it up. What is it again? Enlightenment Guaranteed. The only book on Zen you'll ever need. Okay, so if and, you and if you don't get enlightenment, I'll give you, you your money, your money back. back. Yes, you have to give the book back. No, you keep, you the, book. keep the book. Oh, yeah. okay, that's very good. Yeah, yeah. I've only that's had I've only had to give one person their money back. Someone actually asked for their money back. Yeah. Okay. All right, that that's impressive. <laughs> um, I. Okay, just one. Well, if you only sold two, that'd be that would be devastating. But no, but I, I thousands. <laughs> wait, really? Yeah. Way to go! Good for you, Gary. Okay. Thanks. It's great. Congratulations. But back to to the crystal ball. Yes. Like one thing is like, I can't imagine. Now, I, I, don't I, 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 can, I can't imagine ball. you angry. Me? Yeah. Angry? Exactly. I've never seen you angry. Oh, yeah, well, I've yeah. known you for over a year now, and I've never seen yeah, you angry. Yeah, I know. Well, well, yeah. Well, um, I, I certainly have had anger issues, management issues in my life. Now, now, um, I, 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 I come from a background where where the anger justified. Yes, the the anger. Okay, so the anger I had have because once you have it, you'll always have it. So once the neural patterns are created to create that level of anger, um, you'll always have those neural patterns. Um, what what you develop is is other neural patterns to play at the same time. Um, and to, to balance that out because and, and incidentally what we are one way we are equally the opposite so it's not that not what we are one way we can be equally opposite we are so when we recognize that that the real power is being balanced is you know staying staying calm and balanced um, is so so um I, I have a great deal of, of of anger that I can get to, and and I have to be very careful that I don't go to that. And most of the time, I don't. However, I am quite capable. And and um, for me to be anything other than honest about that um, would would also be denying um, the positive things about me too. And whatever things that are positive about me, if they're if they're really good, um, then I am the opposite, the same degree to the negative. Right. Okay. I agree completely. Yeah. So so my goal, and and it's you know like I've got a few years on you. You know, you're a kid compared to me. Like I like. <laughs> No, seriously. You know, like I, I, I turned 72 last July. Okay, so so like I've got a lot of years on you. Um and and um and I've spent my life in 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 therapy from from the time I was like fifteen or sixteen years old. And and um growing up, um I but by the time I was nine years old, 
I had been beaten with a rubber hose, whipped on the bare back with a skipping rope, um, and, 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 and many variations thereof. Um, I just, you know, just, you know, yardstick, um, spatula, um, you, you know, whatever they had handy. Um, so so um, I, I, I had that violent upbringing. I, I left home the first time when I was 14 and a half and lived on the streets and the police took me home. Um, I'd been on the streets for several months and got caught by the police and they took me home. And um, that summer when I turned 15, um, that actually it was in the following October, um, I left home again. I was just past my 15th birthday. Um, and, and I never lived at home full time ever again after that. And I survived on the streets. And how I survived on the streets was using and developing my psychic ability. Um, now that didn't mean like I was uh, spiritual Charlie, as it were. Um, I was I was a, a pretty angry, pretty injured child, and and while I didn't break any laws, as in steal or or um, mug anybody, or you know, actually I never ever begged either. Um, I I I I, um, I I did things, you know, that maybe. Um, I, I wouldn't have liked to have done, but to survive. Um, so, so there's and, and and things I saw on the street, and the things that that I was a part of on the street. Um, there's a lot of anger, and reasons why I was on the street. There's been a lot of anger, so it's easy to get to that point. Um, what I also realize is that I can control it. And that, and that I have the power over it because it's coming from in me. And the first thing that I started to do was be accountable for my bullshit, my actions. One of, so, in what, you know, it's very easy to have um, um, a blow up at a, at a store clerk. It's very easy to hassle somebody that's in a in a weaker position than there. It's very easy to be rude or or just be angry or blow your stack at somebody. It's very easy to do that. A stranger, you can do that to a stranger, and you can walk away, and it it never have to face that person or deal with that again. And because of that freedom that we have. We, we can easily blow our stack and, and, and be abusive. And so I decided that I didn't want to be like that anymore. And I decided that when I do something like that, I always go back and apologize. And I always go back and tell the person how sorry I am for behaving the way and and that whatever the issue was my reaction was greater than what the situation warranted and i am so sorry now that's really hard to do you know um to go up to somebody uh, and say you know what i'm an asshole and, and and i'm sorry i was an asshole that that takes a lot and i don't like to do that so it gets easier to control myself if I live up to the value. If I'm not, if I ever do this, 
I'm going to make it right. And, 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 and that's how I keep that right. As I've evolved from that state, I then realize how deeply it can hurt someone. And that's not what I want to be. That's not what I want my life to be. And, and um, that was, that's part of the process. We were talking just before um, our um, going on the air, and and uh, we were talking about relationships, and and I said that I have not been in. I'm talking about. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk about you. Um, I have no. I mean, I'm not going to do that. So so I um what you know I said to you that I I have not been involved in a long term or committed relationship since 2004. Now, now I do have a relationship been going on for a few years. Um, I don't live with the person. We, we connect um, once a week, a couple times a week. Um, we have many things in common, but I always go home and, and um, I, I, I live my life. It's, just, it's that way. Um, and, and the reason for that one of the reasons is is because um, I wanted to dedicate more time to my work, um, to, to my, my 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 talent. And the other one was I realized that when I got involved in serious relationships, it took away from my talent. It brought out many negative things. And um, I also wanted to work on the, I, I wanted to work on that anger stuff. So, so at around 2004 was when I really got, got um, serious about, about um, you know, cooling out um, and, 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 and making things right. It's been, but I forgot what, what the story I was going to tell you about. There was another step up from, from what I had decided. I forgot. Anyway, um, I'm not ashamed of that side. I'm not proud of it. But had that side not been there, um, the other side wouldn't be either. Oh, I know what it was I wanted to tell you. Here, is, here was my breaking point that, that, that really changed me. This, this, is, this is the example of what really changed me at that point. Um, and it was in two, you know, 2004, and, and, and I went through a period where I just hated everything, and everybody and and the whole wide world. I was just in that state, and and I was miserable, and I was cranky, and I was bitter, um, and and I was completely reclusive. And the only people I spoke to were my clients that came for readings, and and that might have saved me because when I get into that psychic mode, it, it, it's oh, it's so beautiful. Um, and 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 when I get into that focus, it 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 takes me away from those ugly, angry, bitter, hurt, hurt. And and um, so I would I would get into that space with my clients. They'd leave, and then I'd go back into the, I hate the world. And I didn't realize to the extent that I was like that. I didn't realize how far I'd I'd, I'd gone in that direction. And one Saturday morning, I was at the grocery store, um, hating everybody in the store, by the way. And I walked and I hated everybody because they were in my way or they would just happen to be near me or they were just there or alive or 
Um, and 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 um, I got to the lineup at the cashier, and there were two people in front of me, and then a third person was getting checked out. Um, as and I was hating everybody in line, and I saw this guy walking towards the lineup I was in, and he and I hated him for that. And he was holding some stuff in his hands, you know, like a loaf of bread and a bottle of milk and stuff. And 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 I knew exactly what he was doing, and what he was doing was one of the women in front of me was his partner or daughter or wife or something and um she was in line with the the groceries and he had picked a couple of things up and was going to put them in the gross in in the cart i i knew that and i hated the guy for it um just just because he because i because i had to look at him and as he was walking up to me he said exactly what i was thinking that i knew he was going to do that he was putting it in the cart and I I must have looked I, I looked at him and I just hated his guts. Just just hated him. And as I was turning and I just shrugged my shoulders. And as I was turning my head, I looked out of the corner of my eye and I saw the guy's face. And he looked shocked at at the way I behaved. And it's surprising. I, I got kind of jerked, you know, like, wow. And um I got kind of quiet and, you know, then, you know, the, the people in front of me, they all get checked in. I was standing at the cash register with the cashier and I was thinking about what, what had happened and, and I gave her the money. And as I was leaving the cash register, I said to myself, Robert, you're in danger of becoming a mean bitter old man and and as i was walking past all the cash registers all the cash and i and i got to the door um and when it opened i just said i'm not going to be that guy anymore and and i decided at that point that i was going to be different and now it wasn't like Scrooge on Christmas morning, you, you, you know, um, being, you know, doing click, clicking his heels together because I was still fucking crabby that day. Um, but every day I started doing things that were more positive and I started connecting with people and and um, I deliberately chose things to do that would make me happy. And and after six, seven, eight months, I was far happier than I was miserable and cranky. And as time wore on, it got more like that. And I and I started initiating some of those things that I talked about. And in any any time I act like a jerk, I make it right. Makes it easier. Like if mm -hmm. I can live up to that, which I do, um, it makes it easier to keep my cool. Well, I don't. I was going to be talking about being psychic tonight. How did you suck me into this, Gary? I don't know. <laughs> well, let's go back to the podcast now. So, so, oh, oh, so, 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 yeah, like, what is it like for you being a host of a podcast versus being a guest? Um, it's it's really a lot of fun. You know, I've been a professional psychic. It's It'll be 56 years this January. 
I've had more than 100,000 psychic connections. I've traveled most places in the world doing my work. Um, um, and I, I have a lot of information, but I've always been independent. I've never hung out with other psychics very, very much. Um, they get jealous. And when you get any kind of recognition, everybody shoots at you. And, and um, I've never been that kind of person. Um, and and um, I had a lot of trouble dealing with the jealousy. And, 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 and so I've always been, you know, a one-man show. And, and I've always just done things my way um, and didn't hang out with others that do my work. And I lived in the mainstream doing a weird job my, my whole life. In the last little while, um, I realized that the world has changed a whole lot since 1965 when I applied at the Cozy Tea Room to be a tea leaf reader when I was 15 and a half years old. Um, a lot of things have changed. And many of the things that were just starting to be developed in those days, um, I ignored and developed my career my way. And now at this stage in my life, I'm seeing how many advancements have been made in, in this field in, in, and, and um, um, fields extending from each one. And I've been absolutely fascinated by finding uh, all this new information and talking to people that are doing that, the, the new ways of doing it. It's, it's, it's really exciting for me. Um, I also like to demonstrate, I don't want to sound arrogant. I'm going to though. Um, I, I want to demonstrate what it's like to be a professional psychic as opposed to somebody that's done a few readings. And as you know, as, as you have said to me many times, I'm different than a lot of them. Absolutely. Okay. And, and, and it isn't an accident, not a fluke. It's, it's been what I, my commitment to me. That it, my talent, my, 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 my career, my work. Um, um, so, so, I don't know where I was going with that. So, so, I like to show the younger generation um, how to be more professional, um, how to understand what they're doing. Um, to, I, 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 I'm having a lot of fun um, teaching um, the generation behind me, um, the things that I learned over the years that would take them 20 years to learn, I can, I can, I can show them in an afternoon or, or in, in a couple of days. And I, and I just absolutely love to do that. 
And what else has been happening since I started doing podcasts, both as a guest and now I've only had, I've only done, you know, I had one podcast launched and the next one's to, on, on, on Wednesday, um, what, September 8th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then the one after that will be, um, I think 22nd, every, every second Wednesday. Um, so that that's that that's just a whole new era where area that I can do um and 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 reach people and share uh what I've learned and and also learn from them so my podcast is called my side of the crystal ball and I um want it to be different than most other podcasts and what and it took me a while and 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 if it wasn't for Michelle Freed I, I I would not have this podcast you, you know she's the one that convinced me she's the one that presented it to me over the last year um, been encouraging um, it's her company that 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 that's helped put it all together um, and and as the way she described it to me she said Robert all you have to do is uh show up and shine just do what you do and 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 the team around you will 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 take care of everything well i'm not that hands-off <laughs> by the way i'm not that hands-off kind of guy um i i wanted to really so i am involved um with that part and i wanted my podcast to be different um in the way it looks I wanted it different in how I deal with the people. And um, so I decided, and it took me a couple of months to, to picture, put it all together in my mind, what, what I wanted, um, how I wanted it to look, um, what, what, the way I wanted to present things. So how it's turned out, so um, I have three segments, although Wednesday show there's only two but um I generally will have three segments um for my show and my show is more like a late night tv talk show than just like a, an internet podcast so um have a musical intro um um and then and then each segment there the the extra from my segment to the next segment is 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 done with music and and all kinds of artwork um and 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 so i have three segments first segment is called wwrs what would robert say the the second segment is called um the experts chair and the third segment is called the main event. The first two segments are 15 minutes long, about something like that. So um, WWRS is, is um, somebody asks me a question. And I have a person that's a regular, going to be like a regular partner with me on WWRS. And she's going to ask me some questions about, you know, why is, you know, why is the world round? But, but maybe not quite that. Um, um, <laughs> the, the first, you know, or is the sky really blue? Not, 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 not quite that. But um, so on the first podcast, um, and this was pre-recorded. Um, you, you know, the question was, Robert, can anybody be psychic? 
And um, it was supposed to be 15 minutes, and I did a 15-minute monologue on, on can anybody be psychic? And it turned out to, it, so instead, it's become two segments. So the one on my first podcast, and the second one is uh, for, for tomorrow, uh, Wednesday's podcast. Um, and it's me talking about being psychic, what it is, what it isn't, um, how to do it. Um, and and it it's really worthwhile. If you want to know what be, really being psychic is, the base, the root, um, the, you, you know, the um, where it starts and, and, and how to build on it, um, it's, it's worthwhile just watching um, WWRS in the first two podcasts. It, it just, just, just look at that. And by the way, if you do subscribe, please. Um, but there's a difference between me being just a psychic and a guest as opposed to being a host, right? I just that. Please subscribe. <laughs> so press that button. <laughs> so so um, uh, anyway, so the second segment, and again, is 15 minutes, and it's called The Expert's Chair. So on my first podcast um, was a woman from Australia, and, and, and her name is Asha... Um, messenger and Asha is a very prominent psychic intuitive um, from the Melbourne area um, so she was the first um, uh, guest on um, uh, um, uh, the experts chair she was great and then on the main event were two guys um, um, East Coast Mike West Coast Mike Mike and Mike and I know those Mike two guys and Mike. Yeah, and I just have to tell you that um, they are two very, very beautiful men. I am absolutely petrified of Christians. <laughs> I have been attacked. Oh, no, seriously, man, you, you have no idea um, in the early days of my career how I got attacked. You have no idea. You know, I had to be escorted out of places sometimes because of the rioting Christians thinking that I was doing the devil's work. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm really afraid of them. Like, and, and I, you know, I've done live shows, like, you know, like rented a room, like a big hall in a hotel and, and uh, do a live performance and, you know, put out a lot of money to do it. And, and, and a couple of groups would show up and they would um, over, over chant, chant, over over top of me and, and and ruin the show had to give everybody's money back you know I had to do that a few different times so so I've I you know, I've been scared of Christians so these guys besides being um, well um, they 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 are um, behavioralists they're um, older guys and 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 they're Christians and I was really nervous and and also they got both got PhDs right and you know I completed grade eight so like I get intimidated by that so and they were also my first interview mm -hmm. so I was a little bit nervous and and um I also told them that I was afraid of Christians oh I did um and and the way they were um I was really blown away with their kindness and and the love that they they very clearly showed, and very clearly felt, and um, I was really deeply touched by by the by the, the gentleness and the beauty of of, of of these two very very special kind men, um, Christians, and and I I had a real healing experience um, talking with them. It was quite healing for me. 
um, East Coast Mike described to me, you know, he talked about the the um, business of the church and the, the and 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 the, the the business of the people or something like that. And he described the difference, and and he and he showed and and it was really quite, it was really quite quite healing. Um, I was very really very very touched. Hmm. You know, I so. didn't even know they were Christian. I've interviewed them twice. Oh, they are very... Um, East Coast Mike um, has been a pastor at the same church for the last 40 years. West Coast Mike has been a pastor for 25 years. Mm. Now, he's not one now. And and what they do, they do seminars, they're behavioralists, but but their foundation is, is their belief in um, Jesus Christ. Oh. I talked to them. I think all I talked about was like the the model that they created. Right. I talked to them about that, but I also talked to them about their belief in Jesus and you know a lot of stuff like that. I talked to them about that. Do you think Jesus was a real person? The one that the being that is portrayed to be Jesus did not exist. There is, there was a great, in, excuse me, incredibly evolved being during that era. And he was Jesus Christ, the, the Christos. Um, what, what they say he did um, is, is, is um, hard for me to accept. Some of the things that he did is very hard for me to believe. Right, right. I, I well, I, 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 I can't be a Christian because of um, two beliefs. Like I, like just starting off. Like, like number one, I don't believe in the virgin birth or the immaculate conception. I, I, I sorry, I just do not believe it. Okay, so, so, um, for that reason, I, I don't get to be in the church. You know, you can't be a Christian if you don't believe in the virgin birth, right? Because that's the big that's a big thing. And at the other end of the spectrum is that I I I don't believe Jesus died for three days and came back to life. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. The body rots. When the body dies, that's over. So so that's at the front and at the be- at the end. Um, I don't believe. So I'm not a Christian. Hmm. So that's the religion, Christianity. I I think that Jesus, that man Jesus, was a, um, a very highly spiritually evolved being um, in the likes of Buddha, in 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 the likes of of um um, many of the other great, great um, 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 spiritual beings on the planet. Hmm. You know what I think happened? I think Jesus had a twin brother. I believe that Judas was Jesus's twin brother. And okay. Judas felt guilty for betraying his brother and took his place on the cross. And that's what appeared to be a resurrection. Okay. Well, it all makes right. sense. 
Sure. And, 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 it really does, and it really doesn't change the moral of the story all that much because it's still about forgiveness. Okay, well, yeah, all right. Um, so um, not being particularly religious, um, okay, fine, okay. Yeah, and then Jesus went to France and became a painter. Could have been. And, and, and you know what? The thing is, nobody really knows. Nobody. Because there's nobody on the planet that was there when it happened. So it's what we have been told, what we have experienced from... So it's, it's just like, um, what happens after we die? Well, um, I'll, I'll, who knows? Well, there's a lot of people that believe something will happen, but nobody knows what will happen because nobody has come back from the death. Like, so when, when, when somebody... So when I die, Robert Lindsay Milne dies, mm -hmm. this body and this life ends. It's over. And we don't come back like that. If we come back, you see, you see, my soul, I am not my soul. I am a part of a big being, a, 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 a spiritual being that, that is created a incarnation for experience. So, so um, when this physical body dies, um, whatever is my soul will go somewhere, but it will not come back as Robert Lindsay Milne. Robert Lindsay Milne will not come back because that's the end of this existence. Now, you can disagree with what I believe, just as I can disagree with what you believe mm -hmm. and you and I can argue about it from now until the cows <laughs> come home and and we're both going to be right because nobody really knows so my feeling about that then is that if um, nobody really knows that would mean my guess is about as good as the next guy's guess mm -hmm. And I figure that if that's the way it is, I'm going to do things the way I think is the right way to be. Right. And, or, and you ever think that maybe everybody could be right because everything is just a probability? Absolutely. I. So I'm not telling you. I'm not saying no one is is other people are wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I'm saying we don't know. So um, what I know is anything that I would guess would be as good as anyone else's. And if that's the case, I'm going to do what I think is the right thing for me. Yeah. And I've had to learn that over the years. Um, there are people that are going through difficulties that want to go through the difficulties. There are people that are going through bad times and want to go through bad times because they won't do anything 
to get out of the bad times. Even when offered, they won't do anything. So um, in the overall scheme of things, how I see things, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm only saying this is about me. I'm, I'm not telling anybody else that their beliefs are wrong. I'm not, because I don't know. I don't even know if mine are right. So, so I, how can I know whether yours are right? Okay, so I'm not telling you that you're wrong, or I think you're wrong, or bad, or anything. I, I'm, I'm just telling you that um, this is what I think. That's all. Okay, um, so I've watched people um, go through stuff um, they did not have to go through, but, but, but they did. In the overall scheme of things, there is no right, there is no wrong. There's experience. And we have free choice and free will to experience anything we want. And the only rule with that is what we experience one way, we will, we must experience equally the opposite. So when I'm dealing with somebody that constantly makes the choices to get involved with someone that beats the hell out of her or some guy that um, gets involved with, with, with a woman that... that or women that take advantage or hurt him or whatever, and they're all similar. Um, if, 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 if that person um, wants to do something about it, they, they can change that. But most don't want to put the effort in. So they need to have that experience. Because what they experience one way, they will in time experience the opposite. So everybody I do a reading for, Okay, I can't say 100% over 56 years, but just about every single person I've ever met that I've done a reading for, I have always wanted them to do well. That's my, I want them to be happy. I want them to be loved. I want them to be rich. I want them to be all, I, I, I just want them to be really, really happy. Thing is though, Gary, it's good. It's, it's irrelevant what I want for, for that person. It's got nothing to do, their life has nothing to do with what I want for them. It's what they need or want for themselves. So I give them the information, and because I'm prejudiced towards leaning to positive, giving positive information, I, I tend to do that. Um, Though I also accept that the person will stay in the situation that they're in, um, what I also will do is show them ways how to deal with it easier because it's not for me to decide what they should do or shouldn't do. It's taken a long time to get to that point. It's like... It's like um, I'm talking about stuff with you tonight that I haven't really talked about that much. And and I'm talking to you about stuff that I haven't that 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 I've thought about but actually haven't spoken publicly. Hmm. Um one of the things that confused me for years and years and years and years and years is what Jesus said, um hate the sin, love the sinner. And 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 I I just couldn't grasp that. Um, how could Jeffrey Dahmer, there's a good one, right? How, how, of, of course, it's not going to be very difficult hating what he did. 
But loving him, the guy who did that, um, was a really big leap. Um, I, I haven't quite made it fully. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a really big leap. So, so now remember, I'm not a Christian, although I sure as heck respect many of the things that, 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 that of many of Jesus' teachings. But I also respect many other teachings too. Um, Jesus said, hate the sin, love the sinner. And, and, and what, what I was seeing it is on this level, on this plane. But what would happen if there were, if reincarnation actually were true? Okay. So what would happen if that were the case? And um, what happened if one of the philosophy or one of the concepts of reincarnation that um, I, I, I kind of believe in, um, what if it were like this one, um, our souls or souls travel in a group um, throughout the millennium, they're, they're each, you know, pod, pods of um, souls, um, like, like a group of traveling um, actors in an actor's ensemble. So each um, group they go from city to city or you know town to town and they put on a play each each character each each one puts on takes on a persona and plays a role in the play that that that's a life on earth and and we play that role or they play that role and when the play is over they go back and get on the bus or the rocket ship or whatever, whatever rainbow or whatever it is that or they all flap their wings together or something and they and they all go to the next town while they're going from the next town they take off their face paint they take off their 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 costume and then they become who they really are and then the actors all say wow look at boy did you ever do this great in this lifetime and they assess it like it was playing a play but they you go back to your own persona and then you go to the next city and you take on another character. So thinking of it that way, it's very easy to hate the sin, but love the sinner because you know the sinner's playing a role. And they're playing a, a, a part in a play. And when the play's over, we're going to go out together and hold the, you know, the whole cast. We're all going to get drunk and laugh and play and go to the next city. And from that way, I've been able to understand, hate the sin, love the sinner. It's a great analogy. Okay, I just made it up, you know. That's how I got through it. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So that's how I've been able to grasp that. Hmm. Now I really believe that Jesus walked on water. I I I, I believe that. I, I I believe he did some of the things. Um, miracles are only miracles until you learn how to do them. Then they're not miracles anymore. They're they're something else, but they're not miracles. Mm -hmm. So miracles a miracle is only a miracle until you know how to do it. So we think of walking on water as a miracle. 
Well, yeah, it is. Well, that's that's the gold medal round in the Olympics. You know, you win that one. You, you know, you 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 walk on water. You know, you get to stand on the podium. They put the gold medal around you. They play your national anthem, or you know, whatever it is. When when you do that miracle, and whoever that being was, Jesus doing that, he didn't start off doing that. And he probably didn't start off in that existence doing that. So you can learn how to do miracles, but they're not really miracles after you know. So let me give one of the biggest ones I've ever done. Okay, I'd like to share this one. Um, that if anybody would have saw what I've done, they would have said it was a miracle. They, they would say that. Um, and I'll say, no, it wasn't. Um, I just, I just, understood how to do it when i stayed when i lived in that flea bag hotel um after i left the tea room i i i lived at this really awful flea bag hotel and i worked on the front desk four nights a week in exchange for room and board and um during the day i i, I did readings um at this hotel which was called larry's hideaway hotel um, they had a bar downstairs. When I first started living there, it was a strip club, and then it changed to a rock club. And um, anytime there was a barroom brawl, which once a month, a real good one, at least once a month, there was always fights. Um, when there was a big fight, it was understood that any guy, any male that worked there, and they were at work, ha had to go down and, and, and help. Even if you're just a short little desk clerk, you had to go down to help. And, and um, well, I kind of got into doing that anyway. So I used to have these fantasies. Like, now, I was still a psychic, right? I was just surviving by working at the front desk. It was easier um, to make sure that I had a place to sleep and food. Um, and then I could do a whole lot more readings. Um, I could get a whole lot more practice. It was just the way I survived. I didn't have to worry about paying rent and stuff. So um, I used to go down into the bar and I used to fantasize about being able to walk in, raise my hands, and stop the fight. That has been one of the things I had. Well, I'd love to do that. And it was a fantasy to do, okay? Um, <clears throat> on the other hand, even when I was younger, I also knew and I was really afraid of this, would I be mature enough to have such a power, um, to have such a power, because what would happen if I just got pissed off and zapped some poor person? And I, and I would likely have been able to do that, would, have do, would do that. So that kind of held me back. But since that time, I've always been interested in the way energy builds between people. And I've been fascinated by watching people as they start to get into a conflict and watching how it builds, what the energy feels like, and what can cause it to go one way or the other, whether it becomes a punch-up or whether it, it hits a peak and then stops. And, and in order to do that, I, I would stand around people that were <clears throat> getting into conflicts, um, sensing their energy. And, and over, over the years, I, I, I learned how to intervene. So the one that um, is really significant happened about in 2015. 
And I was going, I was looking for a coconut. And because I just woke up that Saturday morning and I just had to make a coconut uh, cream pie. And I had to have a real coconut. And I drove around a bunch of stores, couldn't find one. So finally, um, there was an Asian store. And as I was getting out to get to the store, I saw a group of young men. I don't particularly want to mention their, their race or their religion. <clears throat> I saw a group of young men, and, and they were chanting. Young men, maybe 20, 15, something like that. You know, between 15 and 20. Everybody looks like children. Like, you look like a kid to me now. <laughs> um, so, so everybody looks like a kid. So um, anyway... Um, they were chanting and frothing and really getting revved up. And, and I was curious. I'm thinking, what are these kids doing? You know, like, what, like, what the fuck are they doing? And, and I kind of walked around the group. And I saw that they were directing their energy. Oh, I saw that there was a dog tied to a bicycle rack outside the grocery store. Their owner, his owner, obviously, had gone inside to do his shopping. And these kids were getting all wrapped up and they were directing their energy towards that dog. And that dog was really afraid. And these kids were getting more and more intense and they were going to hurt that dog. And I watched. And my first reaction was going to be that of anger. How dare you do that to the dog? My second reaction is calm down. And I got very quiet. And I walked right into the middle of the group, like right smack dab in the middle of that circle with, with these kids. And I just stood there and just stood there. And I kind of looked around, and, but I just stood there. And the leader of that group made eye contact with me. And he said to me, is that your dog? And I said, Nah, he's just a friend of mine. And all of a sudden, the energy in that group, it, it, it popped like a balloon. And it just popped right up. And, and, and all of a sudden, their intensity got weaker and weaker. And I just walked over and stood beside the dog. The dog was real happy to see me. And I just started patting the dog. And when I turned back, the, the, that group was dissipating. And they all just sort of walked away together. And as I was patting the dog, then the owner came out. And I looked at the guy and I said, if your dog could only talk, would have, would have a nice story to tell you. Have a good day. And I went in and did my groceries. Now, somebody would see me walking in there like that. They said, holy fuck, this is a miracle. It's not a miracle. It's balancing energy. So it's only a miracle until you know how to do it. Did you get your coconut? Yep, I did. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Well, do you think I would do? No, no. I, I wouldn't have been led to go there, <clears throat> save a dog's life, you, you know, <laughs> break up a riot, uh, and not get my fucking coconut. Okay? And then, no, I'd get pissed about that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you baked. Mm-hmm. When I do something, Gary... I do it to an obsession. 
So kind of like you and your podcast. So, so when I get interested in something, I take it to an extreme. And the other thing that I'm really lucky about, lucky with, or I can just create it, is when I get interested in something, all of a sudden, people that are experts in that field start coming to me for readings. And then I start becoming friends and I learn. So um, I was in this pretty long-term relationship and 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 um my, my partner had two um two daughters and um she i wanted to be a good stepdad to the, the two girls i'm not going to tell you their names um and i decided one of the things was i would i, I wanted to learn how to cook and bake and i thought learning how to make uh, muffins and uh, cookies and stuff like that would be a cool thing. And then all of a sudden I noticed I um, for Christmas that year, um, Deborah gave me a, um, a gift certificate out of cooking school. And it was like a six or seven week course. And um, I went through that cooking course and there was one night where they focused on baking and, and pies. And, and I got really interested then and started, and started to um, um, experiment with, with uh, pastries. The, the long and the short of it is um, I got to a point where I baked every morning, every, every evening. And um, I got to the point where everywhere I'd go, I, I'd have a pie with me or cakes or tarts or, or, or whatever. And, and I did that for many years. And I used to go into all the fall fairs and, and enter into the baking contests. Little old ladies hated me. They used to break my entries because I was winning. Um, and, and I just became really focused on, on, on baking. And it, it, it became one of my major interests for a while. Can you make a pineapple upside down cake? I can. I haven't for a very, very long time, but yes, I can. That is my favorite. Is it? Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, and I've won awards for, is a um, um, a um, um, a Concord grape pie. And it is. Ex Have you ever tasted like Welch's grape? jam mm -hmm. imagine that not sweet like super sweet in in the most beautiful butter crust you've ever tasted it is like and and so um uh um a grape pie has the same texture as blueberry but but it it it, it has a taste more like um like welch's grape jam but it's not sweet it's, it's, it's I, I i won first place for that several different fairs it's amazing you'll have to mail me one of these pies oh yeah well i um like, it would get like, like a, for my birthday will you mail me a pie no why not um because when it gets there it would be nowhere near what it would be like if if you had it at its best. It, All right, it so would, I'll have to come. Stale. I'll have to come to Toronto on my birthday to get a pie. I could do it. Well, I was trying to decide if I will let you in the house or not. It was just. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I understand, I understand that too. I mean, <laughs> I a lot of a lot of people question about letting me in their house. 
Absolutely. I was just teasing. I was I was just playing. Um, yeah, you come to yeah. If you came to Toronto on your birthday, I'd bake a pie for you. Right. Now, now, but 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 right now is the season to get Concord grapes. So the, when's your birthday? <clears throat> December thirtieth. Yeah. So everything's so, in season in December. Well, you can pretty much get anything you want. But but I like to use the fresh ones. I like to you know I like to go to the farmer and get the peaches and the, you know stuff like that. But but sure, we make it to Toronto. There's I'll make not, you. There's nothing like a you. fresh December peach. I have other ideas about that, and but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so what what else would you like to talk about? You certainly you certainly are getting me talking on all kinds of things. You know, you'd almost think I was drunk or something, except I don't drink. You're brilliant. You're absolutely brilliant. Oh, come on, Gary. Yes. No, you are. You say that to all the psychics, man. Come on. No, I don't. Not all the psychics I have are really as good as you. I say out of all the psychics I've interviewed, there's only two that I would trust, and you're one of them. Who would be the other one? Or or do you want to say it publicly? I'm just curious. I'll say it. Her name is Melanie Barnum. Okay. Where where is she from? Um... I think she's in Connecticut. What what is it that that caused you to feel that way about her? What was it that triggered those feelings, or well, that 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 well, sense? It, was, of- it wasn't that. It was it was towards the end of our um, our interview. She goes. She said to me, "Goes, you want to want to hear what I wrote down about you before the interview?" And I oh, said, okay. "Sure." And uh, she she found she said to go she. <laughs> She goes, before you did this interview, you were eating cake. And I was eating cake before the interview. No kidding. Wow. Great. I, I, she was super specific information. Very, very good. Okay. What is it that you thought about me then? Because I didn't actually do a reading for you. So. No, you didn't do it for me, but you did one for my other. and Yes. And you know you're spot on. All the information okay. you gave was was okay. was correct. There was okay. nothing there that was questionable. Sure. Well, that's good. Um, thanks. Well, it's 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 my purpose. I know. It's 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 why I'm here. You know, there was one time. Um, one of the reasons I'm doing this kind of comeback because you know seventy two is. Like, I'm busier now. Like, I appear on four podcasts a month um, as a guest. And I also now I'm doing my own podcast, too. Plus, I have a practice of, you know, readings and clients that, that I've had for, you know, well, most of my clients, the ones that came to me over 50 years ago are probably dead now, but most of them are. But, but um, you know, there are people that have been coming to me for 30 years and 20 years and 25 years. And so, so I'm still re- really busy. And so at, at, at my time, I'm, I'm actually busier th- than, I, than I've, 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 I've ever been. Um, I, I, I love to, it, but it, it's, it's the purpose of what my life is. And when I can no longer do this, that will be the time that I complete my life. 
And I remember, and, and a big part of what I've done in my career was done before the internet. And one of the reasons I've come back and, and started doing all this is because I want to leave something behind that says I was here, that I did something. And, and, and I, wanna, I want that um, what I contributed to the field helped it, that I, that I made right. a, a contribution. Oh, yeah. The world will never forget you. Well, especially now, especially after being on my podcast as many well, times as you have. Well, that's the reason I keep coming back. I just realized that. I, I, I mean, this is I, I am document. What? I have documented almost your entire life experience. No, you haven't. I'm getting there. You now you have. You scratched the surface, man. All right. You just you 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 haven't like you. Really. Right. So so maybe within the next so, twenty years. Oh yeah. So by, by so the time you're like ninety. Two, yeah, right. My dad died a couple of weeks ago at ninety-two and a half oh, years old. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he had lived a great life. He 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 worked right up until the pandemic, and and that's pretty impressive. And and when he was no longer able to work, and I'll be like him. When he was no longer able to work, he didn't have his purpose, and and he slowly faded away. Hmm. That, that's what happened. Um, and he 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 um he had a really great life, and 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 I'm going to have that too. If I got struck by lightning tonight, I, I would go out saying, what a ride this has been. Thank you. You know, like now I don't want that to happen, but I'm not afraid of it to happen. Um, I, I, I don't want it to happen, but and I know it will one day. Um, and no matter when it is, I, I, I'm going to go out saying this is this has been incredible. Um, so um, I, I was going to talk about something like that. Um, so. Late 1970s, I was one of the very few people that was traveling, appearing on radio shows, and, and, and there were very few people in the world that were traveling the way I was, doing the amount of shows and going to the amount of countries that I was. And I was in Vancouver, Canada, and um, I had done a bunch of radio shows, and I was being interviewed by a journalist from... At the time, it was called the Vancouver Sun, the newspaper, and it was um, quite a left-wing leaning paper. And and the woman that was interviewing me was a very very crabby, angry-looking woman um, who looked exceedingly masculine, both in her attire and in her and in her mannerisms and in her presence. And she was also an angry, bitter person, although that probably had nothing to do with her masculine masculinity. Um, so um, everything I said to her pissed her off, right? And even the nice things. And then finally, she said, um, "How much? How long are your readings, and how much do they cost?" So this was back in the days where there was very few people, like no one was doing shows like I was in those days. So like it was like a, a novelty. And I was also traveling and I had a full-time secretary. And, and I had to charge a lot of money to cover all expenses. And, and I said to the woman, um, my readings are a half an hour long and I charge $80. She says, $80? Are you looking at your phone? Mm-hmm. 
Is that what you're doing? I'm not going to fucking talk to you then. No? <laughs> no. Read what's on your phone. Hmm? Oh, Is that more important? Go ahead. You can read that. Just promoting tomorrow's episode. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on, man. Tell me your story. Okay, I'll finish. Well, you have to look. You have to pay attention. Right? Just, this isn't like a replay to see. Okay, so so um, you know, I you know, she says, "How much are your readings and how long they are? How long are they?" And I say, "They're half an hour long, and they're 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 eighty dollars." And she goes ballistic and says, uh, "Hey, eighty dollars for half an hour?" And she says, "You're gonna lose your talent. You're gonna lose your ability. Eighty dollars for." And then she says, "And what are you gonna do when you lose your ability?" And I said, "Well." Oh, no, she said, how come you charge $80 for a half an hour? And my first response was, because I can't get 100 And she went ballistic. And that was when she said, you're abusing your talent. You're going to lose your talent. And what are you going to do when you lose your talent? And this is what I said. I will never lose my talent. It's mine. But if I did, there would be no reason for me to be alive. And that's true. When when I am when I no longer can do this, then then I've completed the purpose of this existence. And I am so proud of it. Well I need you to stay alive. Well I plan you're, to you're man. you're, you're a much better part. guest when you're alive. I think so too, you know. <laughs> um, I, I think so too. I have no plans to be completing my, my life soon. Yeah, I think I probably have like another 10 years. Unless I go missing tomorrow. Yeah, it's not going to happen. You sure? The missing tomorrow part. Oh, unless you want to go for a swim. No, I don't want to go missing. Or you're safe. All right, good, good. Gary, good. you're going to I'm, I'm always worried about the CIA and the NSA, FBI. Do you know what? I, you're not important enough. I don't believe that. Yeah, I know. I know. Just 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 because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so before we wrap this up, okay, where can my listeners find you? Well, and the man behind the crystal crystal bar. Yes, my side. Yes, right. Um, so. Um, you can find my podcast and you, you, you can find that on Apple, Spotify, and any other major podcast site. Um, my side of the crystal ball, you can also find it on, on, on YouTube. You can find me personally on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, my website, www.robertlindsaymilne.com. You're on TikTok? I do, haven't do yet you dance? Uh, I haven't posted yet. I've I've just um, with with um, um, the uh, art director of my podcast, um, Kayla, um, has downloaded TikTok, and we're 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 going to be uh, doing stuff on TikTok. They're, they're teaching me how to do it. Hmm. It's starting today. I haven't tried TikTok yet. I mean, I have it, but I've never used it to promote. Yeah, well, I'm 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 learning how to do it. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, well, I hear it's a good one. I'll, I'll tell you. Hmm. So, so I will post links to your website, 
Please do. And I will post a link to your podcast. Yeah. And I'll post a link to your TikTok if you send it to them. Thank you. I I I I will. Um, oh oh, did I say Instagram too? Did I say Instagram? Yeah, nobody Instagram goes on too. Instagram. Instagram's a waste. Oh, I've seen. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, I never use Instagram. Okay, well, I have it, um, but but I found it to be ineffective for podcasts. Okay, when I do my. Um, Excuse me, on my first TikTok one, I'll I'll I'll, I'll send you the link. Okay, okay. Because mm-hmm. right now you just won't get out. You get nothing. But when I do my first one, I'll let you know. But if a person's psychic, they can predict what your next TikTok is going to be. Um. Well, if you didn't understand what being psychic was, you would think that. Um, just because I can tune in um, to other people doesn't mean that I have the same ability for myself personally. And when I get personally involved, it interferes with um, my perception. Right. So when I want something to be, it's, it, it, it's harder to be detached. Mm-hmm. But I could do it for you. Okay, do it for me. What is it going to be? Oh, you're going to be singing and dancing. Well, maybe singing. I'm not going to dance too much. I'm not. Oh, sure I, I, I've heard you got some moves. Huh? I've heard you got yeah. some good dance moves. Yeah. Well, um, don't believe those girls. No, that's what I heard. <laughs> I, 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 I heard you could clear out a dance floor. Yeah. Well, that's not because I was a good dancer. Let me tell you, that was back in the days that I used to drink. And boy, you know, now I just have lots of friends instead. I don't drink anymore. You know. Yeah, I don't drink either. Alcohol's yeah, nasty. I stopped doing that. Angel Dust, yeah. I love the Angel Dust. No kidding, I It helps me with my own psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, do you think that's a comfortable thing that you should be talking about on the air? Is, is, is Angel Dust, like, legal where you come from? No, no. Oh, okay. No, it's completely illegal. Why? Why? I hope you ignore it, or or, or I hope you delete it. No, no really, I don't. seriously, Gary. No, I always talk about it. Oh, okay, okay, really? Yeah. Okay, almost every episode. There's like 300 episodes to be talking about angel dust. No kidding, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'm, I'm, I, I, I. I don't okay, even good. think I don't think they make the shit anymore. Actually, angel dust. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. Well, um, I, I never did that one. Mm. Never did that. LSD? Oh, yeah. Very first LSD trip I had was was about... It was when the movie The Night of the Living Dead came out. Uh. And it was my very first acid trip. And it was a Saturday afternoon, and I had just dropped a tab of acid. And I was a teenager, and I was walking down Young Street, it's the main street in Toronto, and there was a theater there named The Real. And, and they used to have continuous movies, like three. And this one Saturday afternoon, the three movies were Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, uh, Bambi, and uh, The Night of the Living Dead. And and I was hoping to to get there at the end of the Night of the Living Dead and and see the two Disney movies. Well, I got my timing mixed up, and um, I got there just at the end of one Disney movie 
just enough time for the acid to start to hit, and then the Night of the Living Dead started. And um, I spent a lot of my time that day hiding under the seats because everybody in the theater turned into a zombie. And and um, so that was my first experience. Oh, that's not a good one. No, it scared the hell out of me. Hmm. I didn't try it again for a very, very, very long time. I used to like driving while on acid. Really? I think I had really? mastered it. I think I actually drove maybe better. Okay. Because because great. because the trails could keep me perfectly between in the lines. Right in the lines, yeah. No kidding, eh? Yeah. I I've never heard anybody. Uh, you're 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 a unique guy. <laughs> All right, so we got to wrap this up. My dogs have to go pee. All right, my dogs, my dogs need to do that too. Your, your dogs are so quiet compared to mine. Um, my dogs, um, well, my, mine um, have a very different background than yours. Yeah, mine are hood and rats. You, you, yeah, you, your, your, your dogs are <laughs> rescued dogs, right? Yeah. And and um, I've been lucky enough that there's a breeder called Keon Kennels in, in just near here. And um, they have given me some beautiful dogs over the years. And they're all champion show dogs. Um, they um, encourage me to take dog training lessons. And, and um, uh, my three dogs, Tessa, Lacey, Tyson. Tessa is just 13 now and she by the way is Tyson's grandmother literally and 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 Lacey and Tessa um, have had three litters each Tyson's litter um, uh, sired uh, seven litters and they've all won um, awards uh, titles in 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 rally obedience uh, trials and and I brought them all through to those trial um, um, the, the 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 trial titles and a specialist got them their their um uh confirmation titles mm -hmm. so the 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 champion show dogs yeah yeah my dog bites my leg and won't let go yeah you said that yeah I, got, I, 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 <laughs> I walk around the house he just <laughs> like drag him around the house and he yeah. just latched onto my leg I, re I remember you saying that um well so my my dogs are just um, more spoiled. They have a, they they started off with a more spoiled life. Yeah. Um, and my feeling is, I if I would have done just like an, a regular job, um, I, I would I would well I've had a I, I've had a couple of rescue dogs, but but primarily I've had the the, the you know the purebred champions. And my feeling is is that I rescue people. My 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 job is looking after people and, and 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 helping them when they're in crises and taking care of them and and um, I I I think I I need my dogs uh, to just to be okay. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you you have your hands full trying to rescue me. <laughs> well, oh, you're not that tough, really. You know? You're you're easy, Gary. It's not that tough, you know. Right. Right, man. I gotta play this outro. I'll let my dogs out. Okay, hold on one so, second. Uh, you ready? Ready. Sure. Yep. Positive. 
For what? <laughs> For the outro. Yeah, do it. Press the button. It's a good outro. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or message him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. You can also buy the book Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need. You can find it on Amazon and it will change your life.